As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello guys, welcome back to this week's episode of TGIF. Thank God it's forever where Jesus does most definitely and ultimately come first. This here is Chaplain Andrew to teach you the unchangeable and unfailable Word of God. Listen for this theme song and you'll know. It's me, hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of TGIF. Thank God it's forever where Jesus does most definitely come first. Hey guys, this here's Chaplain Andrew tonight to teach you the unchangeable Word of God. This is my last, well, not my last TGIF show in Michigan. I mean, I'm probably not going to do one next week on Monday because of the packing situation. I got a plan, so I might do it, but I figured why not? We're leaving Michigan on a dollar in a bank, so I decided to, uh, for those of you who cannot see me, because I am not Facebook Live because my phone is dead, I am doing a poolside show tonight, over here at my pool until Tuesday. So I am doing a poolside show of TGIF, where Jesus does most definitely come first. I wish you guys could see, because it's an actual cool idea. I thought about that this morning, so I figured I'd come and do a poolside show. So, let's get on with the show. Oh, and by the way, we're moving to Ohio as of Tuesday, and, uh, Kind of figured uh, church is going to start over that direction, ministry starting. We wanted to start all over again and start a, a fresh life with our uh, lives and all that because eh, it's a new state. You can start all over in a new state better than you can in your own state. But ministry starting over, I haven't thought of a name for the church just yet, but I kind of have an idea. And Dr. Cheryl, my pastor's wife, loves the idea. I'm going to think of a call it Jesus in the Haystack Christian Church. Let me tell you why I say the Jesus in the Haystack Christian Church. What was the manger that Jesus laid in when he was born resting on? A haystack. If it wasn't for the haystack, Jesus would be in a manger on the ground. So that haystack lifted him up just enough so no bugs, no nothing got on him, no nothing could attack him or anything. So that haystack was a very important piece of Jesus' birth. Just a side note. Very important piece of Jesus' birth. So I might just call it Jesus and Haystack Christian Church. I don't know, but I got some ideas about that as well. So let's get into a few brief announcements. Number one, remember this. You can always go to communitycloud222 at gmail.com. That's spelled C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y-C-L-O-U-D-222 at gmail.com. Send me all your prayer requests. Or, excuse me, if you just want to shout out to the if you just want me to shout out to you on the radio, I'll shout out to you on TGIF. Send me your first name, your city, and your state. And I'll shout out to you on 
TGIF, where Jesus most definitely comes first. Also remember, go to, you can also call me at 1-302-448-8443, that's 1-302-448-TGIF. You can also send me voicemail there as well, and if I'm on my live shows and you call in at that moment, you can also call in the comments. But as of right now, after the show goes, just call me at 1-302-448-8443, again that's 1-302-448-TGIF. Some of your prayer requests as well there through voicemail. And as well, you can also send me a shout-out if you want me to shout out your first name, your city, and your state. Just your first name, your city, and your state. And I'll shout-out to you on TGIF, where Jesus does most definitely come first. Also keep in mind for the mid, for the rumble, we'll be shaking the heavens, rattling the earth, and rumbling against the principles of darkness and evil. Back in the day when boxers used to fight or rumble, they used to box, they were fighting. The Bible says we don't rumble or fight against principal we don't rumble or fight against flesh and blood, but of principalities and darkness and evil. Again, that is the rumble. Keep in mind for the rumble. Also, remember, keep in mind for worship Saturdays. We'll be doing nothing but worshiping God. No praise, no prayer. No. We'll be doing nothing but worshiping God. No prayer. Well, there'll be prayer, but no message. Period. It'll just be praise and prayer. No message. I won't give you no message on those days. We'll just have praise music and we'll praise God. That is the Worship Saturdays. Also, let me just say we are moving to Ohio. Keep us in your thoughts, prayers, and everything else because we're going to need all the thoughts and the prayers that we can get. That does conclude our announcements for today. Let's get into our song, which, again... I got a brand new CD from Prophet Larry O'Rell that I'll be playing soon on TGIF. Hopefully by next week or the week after that. But let's get into our song for today, which is simply entitled, This is the Year, by none other than one of the greatest uh, worship leaders. Not the greatest of all time, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's great. I love him to death, and everyone knows, including him, including Tom Ray, that I love my Bill Gaither. I love my Bill Gaither no matter what. Bill Gaither to me is top of the line. He's the best you can get. But I still like Tom Ray. Tom Ray is my, if I could if I could have two number one choices, it would be Bill Gaither. It's a tie between Bill Gaither and Tom Ray. Don't get me wrong. Rhonda is a great leader, a great worship leader, too. Chuck and Rhonda are a great worship leader, too. But Bill Gaither and Tom Ray are neck and neck. It's, it's tie. So... Let's get into our song for today from, I mean, performed by none other than Dr. Tom Ray, simply entitled, This is the Year. Enjoy.
for today. Our message is simply entitled Chances. First, second, third, fourth, and fifth in parentheses. I'll tell you why I did that. Because simple. God doesn't just give you one. He gives you several chances. How many times let me ask you guys a question. How many times when you were a child did you keep trying to ride a bike? Until you got it right. Let's look at a few scriptures, shall we? First one is John eleven thirty-eight through forty-four. So let's go to John. John 11, 38-44. Jesus therefore again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Then Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, this is time he stinketh, for he hath been days for dead for days. So they're talking about Lazarus. Lazarus. Lazarus being dead for four days, his body began to stink. Literally, it began to rot. It's like 
have you ever left meat out or left a, a fruit out for a day or so? And then it starts to get a little moldy and then flies come around and it starts to stink. Or you had garbage that you take out right away and began to stink because of the garbage in there. Well, he, Lazarus, began to stink. Jesus saith unto her, said I not unto thee that if you would believe, you should see the glory of God. They took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you, for you have heard me, and I know that you hear me always, but because of the people which stand by, which stand by, I said, I said it, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he and when he thrust when he spoke had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth behind he bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto, said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. So, okay, let me do this. This is in King James Version. Let me go to the ESV for now. So my comments is this. What is, what is this scripture telling us? Okay, what is this scripture telling us? Okay, let's move my keyboard out of the way here. What is this scripture telling us? Yes, he was raised from the dead, and it's not because of sin, but God is letting us know, and yes, he was raised from the dead of a physical thing, and not because of sin, but God is letting us know that God gave him a second chance on life. God gave him a second chance on life so that what? He can be what? So God can be glorified in that situation. Okay? Next scripture is Acts 9.1. Acts 9 and 1. Yeah, it, it, I don't know exactly where to stop at, but I'm going to read until I feel ready, until God tells me. But Saul, still, breathe, still breathing, still breathing threats and murder against disciples of the Lord. So he was threatened. This is about Peter or Saul who was threatening Christians of the Lord went to the high priest and asked for for him for asked him for letters to the synagogue and Damascus so that he found so that if he found any belonging to the way men or women he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way he approached Damascus. The road to Damascus is also a road that Jesus walked down at one point in time. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him, 
and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are, cru you are crucifying. But rise up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tyrus named Saul, for behind he is praying, and he is has seen in a vision a man named Ananias came and, and in and lay his hand on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at, saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go for, go for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was straight-headed. So scripture number two, Acts nine one, Acts nine one through nineteen. Now that I know. Now Saul was blind for his disobedience to God. Okay, because God told him, says Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Because see, Saul was somebody who was persecuting the Christians. He was persecuting God's people, and God spoke to him, says, Why do you persecute me? The people around him were shocked. They're like, what the heck is this? He says, yeah, why do you persecute me, Saul? And he was blind. Jesus blinded him for his disobedience. But God gave him a chance by what? By regaining his sight. Now, why did God give him a chance by regaining his sight? Because just like Lazarus, it wasn't for, because see, the Lazarus story, the people around there saw Jesus was a miracle and was glorified with the people, but Jesus was glorified only with Saul this time. But he used it to so that he could be glorified. 
but he gave him a what? A chance. There's two people already that's given a chance by Jesus. First, Lazarus says a chance to uh, a chance on a second chance on life. And the second chance is Saul, who now became Paul. And a second chance to regain his sight. So there's two two chances that God gave to a couple people. There are mosquitoes out here like crazy. Our third scripture is John 9, 1. Let me make sure I got that right. Yep, John 9, 1. So we go to John 9, verse 1. And I'll keep reading until I stop. I'm not sure what exactly I'm supposed to stop at. Cause there's a big, it's a, these are long stories anyway, so if I was to read the entire story over and over and over and over, it, I get to the point where I've already heard the story, I don't want to read the story again and again, so I just wrote John 9-1, and I'll continue until I stop, until the Lord tells me to. As, starting at verse 1, as he passed by and saw a man blind from birth, he, blind from birth, too, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? He was born blind. Jesus answered, Not this man. It's not that this man sinned or his parents, but the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. day. Night is coming, and no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground, spit on the ground, and made mud with his with the saliva with his saliva. Then, then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, "Go wash in the pool of Salam." Salami. <laughs> Go wash in the pool of Salam. which means sent. So he went and washed and came back, seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, This is not the man who used to sit and beg. Some said, It is he, others said. No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered the man. He answered, the man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Salam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked, him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, I washed, I and I see. And I see. So the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? There, there was a division among them. So they said again, to the blind man, what do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? 
He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but he, but how he now sees, we don't know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore the parents said, said he is of age, ask him. For the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I do know that, that, though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you know what not, and you, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they revealed, reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, and we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as far as this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why is this? Why this is an amazing thing? You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opens my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God, he does his will. God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could not do nothing. He answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would, would, you, and would you teach us? They all cast him out. So, my last commentary, because my phone's fine, says this. So what does, okay, John 9, 1. Yes, he did not sin, but God gave him a chance by restoring his sight as well. Think about it. He didn't sin, but God still gave him a chance of restoring his sight, because he was born blind at birth. So, what does, this, what does this say for us? All these men were giving a given a chance, one way or another. So no matter what you have done, God will still give you a first, second, third, fourth, and fifth chance. Just like riding, just like trying to learn to ride a bike, God lets you keep trying till you get it right. Also, I do gotta say it this way too. My buddy is not here at the moment. Prophet Bishop Steve Lagona is not here at the moment to testify to this, but about a couple months ago, about a month or so ago, he was over at my house. And mind you, he lives downstairs in the basement with his uh, cousin. And uh, at that moment, no one would have been able to hear him, so. Sorry, drinking some water. Thank God I was at my house. He got up off the couch after spending the night on my couch. 
and fell over. And uh, was dizzy and fell over and was begging God to not take him home. I mean, it was to the point where I, he had two mild strokes all in one. So, he was. I'm glad he was at my house. I'm glad that uh, he was here instead of his house in the basement because no one would have heard him. But just like these men here, God gave him a chance. A chance to relive again. So, not only will God give you a chance, just like he gave him a chance, God will give you a chance no matter what you do. So, they, God gave him a chance. He'll be here to testify his story all over again. But God gave him a chance by letting him live. And just like, just like him, I mean, he's not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Just like him, God will still give you a chance as well. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the, the umpteenth chance that you gave us, Lord. Your, your word says, how much more should I forgive my brother? Even though God says, 70 times 7, or something like that, Lord. So I'm glad you gave us lots and lots of chances, Lord, to get on that bike and retry it again until we get it right. I praise you and thank you, Lord, that you gave my brother Steve, Prophet Bishop Steve Pagola, a chance to live again. I pray, Lord, that you keep giving us the chance to we to we can't get that chance no more. Keep giving us the chance to try it until we get it right, Lord. We ain't perfect. <clears throat> I ain't perfect. Nobody is, Lord. I might have got mad today at somebody because he was the pool closes at nine. And I'm sorry, Lord, that I got mad at him. But Lord, thank you for giving me that chance to try it again. To keep trying it until I get it right. I thank you, Lord, that you're giving everyone here at the sound of my voice that chance to get it try it until they get it right. <coughs> thank you, Lord, that I'm over here by the poolside. I'm enjoying myself, Lord. It's a peaceful night. And I ask you, Lord, to heal diseases, cancer, diabetes, uh, anything and everything, Lord. Yes, even the ones that they contracted themselves to sexually transmitted diseases. Why, Lord? Because if they are healed from that, Lord, just like when Lazarus, Lazarus was, what, dead? started to stink after four days when you rose him from the dead Lord what did that do that showed your power your glory your majesty just like uh, Saul which is now Paul Lord that when he was on the road to Damascus and you told him why you persecuted me made him blind and go to Ananias and go and uh, regain his sight and then he said go do this and that and whatever you told him to do Lord and then he glorified you after why? Because he was, you were revealed to him through your miracles. You showed him your power, Lord. So I thank that, thank you, Lord, that you give us the chance to keep trying it until we get it right. Because there's no way in God's green earth, Lord, that we're going to get it right right off the spot. There is no way. We can't. We're infallible people. We we're imperfect people, Lord. If we're not going to get this right. So I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that you give us that opportunity to, and I thank you, Lord, that you're healing all those with sexually transmitted diseases, Lord, that you can be glorified after you heal them. So you can get the glory, Lord. Not man, not the devil, not Satan, like some people like to do, like rock stars out there, give him, him the glory. You, Lord, get all the glory. 
I thank you, Lord, that I am able to do this tonight here by the poolside. I am enjoying myself thoroughly, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you give everyone anything their hearts desire to the sound of my voice that would not be selfish. I also uh, pray, Lord, that, yeah, I'm not one of those, well, I need a 2020 car because I want it before it comes out. I want one. No, Lord, I need a 20, I need a car, period, because I need to get to point A and point B. I need to get to work, I need to get to church, I need to get to school, whatever it is, Lord. I need a car to get to where I'm going. So I thank you and praise you, Lord, that you are going to give everyone everything at the Everything that their heart desires, let the sound of my voice and not be what? Selfish. I thank you and I praise you, Lord. I give you all the glory for this night that I'm able to do what I need to do right here and right now. I pray this all in the matchless name of Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Once again, this is TGIF reminding you to, one, trust the Lord in all your ways. Two, leave not your own understandings. And three, in all your ways acknowledge who? Him? You shall direct your path. Thank you and good night. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.